welcome to the second installment of our very first LNR podcast um, for this very special mini series focusing on end of life care in the LGBT plus community. So I'm pleased to be joined by two additional members of our workforce. We've got Sam Fry, who's part of our clinical admin team and identifies as a gay man. Welcome, Sam. Welcome, hello. And Julian Black, a straight man from our fundraising team here at Eleanor. Okay. So thank you both for joining me. Um, really important topic. So um, so glad that you can be part of this conversation. We're gonna dive straight in. No messing around, we're just gonna get into it. So let me just read off some stats for you. One in five LGBTQ plus people, that's about 19%, are not out, in brackets, to any healthcare professional about their sexual orientation, so when they seek in general medical care. And this number rises to about 40% of bi men and 29% of bi women, which is huge. Almost one in four LGBTQ plus people, that's about 23%, have witnessed discriminatory or negative remarks against them uh, by people in the healthcare communities. Which, again, is not stat like, but that's the reality of the latest um, figures. So, this year, on a more positive note, Eleanor attended our first Gration Pride. And it was fantastic. And we marched with LGBTQ plus community right through the streets of our local town. Now, I'm Gravesend born and bred, um, although I'm an Essex girl now, but I loved it. It was such a moment for me personally to not just represent my local hospice, who I hold very, very close to my heart, but for me with my wife and my two children to walk through town waving my pride flag. I just, it was amazing. I felt absolutely amazing. Um, really, really proud moment for Eleanor. And next year we're going to plan to do the same. And we're also going to up our game and try and get into Dartford Pride as well. So we're hoping to branch out even further next year, which would be great. So my question is, how can Eleanor continue to showcase our core value of inclusivity to the LGBTQ plus community? And what else can we do to just break down the barriers that might exist between us? So let's have an up conversation. Let's stay with Pride for a minute. Sam, you attended. I did. Oh, it how was... did you find it? It was it was immense, honestly. It was fantastic, and I've only been here a short amount of time, but to be included in such a important event mm -hmm. as Pride was it was overwhelming. And just as you said, just to march through the streets and be able to, you know, wave the flag and just say I'm gay, I'm proud, mm -hmm. you know, this is me. Mm -hmm. It was it was phenomenal, and I think branching out to do Dartford yep. is just more rewarding and. It just shows that Eleanor cares about everybody. Mm -hmm. so. I don't know how you felt, but for me, obviously, I was very proud to be you know, a member of that community walking through town with my family, particularly, which that's maybe another podcast. That's been a struggle in itself, fertility-wise and stuff. But walking through the town and being Eleanor T-shirt on, how many people shouted out, Eleanor, we love you, go Eleanor. Like, it was just such a brand locally that everybody knows and so for me, it was like two prong. I was so proud on that front. I was so proud to be there with my family. And I'd love to continue and to, you know, to be part of those sorts of events to show, like you say, to, to show how proud we are and how supportive we are of that community. So do you think maybe branching out uh, to some other local prides next year would be a good idea? Yeah, I think it would. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we only cover a small area mm. in Kent, but if we show the areas that we cover that, you know, we care about you no matter who or what you are, you know, it just shows that, as you said earlier, that when it comes to you approaching the end of your life, that it doesn't matter how you identify, you know, who you love and whatnot, it's, you're accepted. Mm -hmm. 
and you always will be, which I think is what people need to hear and they need to see to know that they're accepted and there's no judgment here. There's going to be no belittling on anything in their lives, you know, on, on what they're doing. So mm. I think it's important for us to, to get out there and say, you know, come join us, we'll look after you regardless. Yeah, and it's yeah. about building a relationship first. So not just we're here, you know, on your last days, weeks of your life. It's actually about, at Eleanor, we offer a whole range of wellbeing services. We can support you and guide you with terminal illnesses, life-limiting illnesses, and, you know, not just for LGBTQ+, for everybody. And it's about getting out there and showcasing who we are and what we do. And obviously, like we spoke about, breaking down some of those barriers. I mean, Junior, from your point of view, as, as a straight man, do you feel like Eleanor could... Is there anything else we could be doing? We're starting small. We're going to Pride, mm -hmm. you know, we're getting a lot of bits on social media. We're doing things like this, mm -hmm. the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, is there anything in your role particularly that you think that we could, I don't know, maybe start looking at other areas or is there anything LGBTQ plus specific we could do from a fundraising point of view? Well, it's interesting from a fundraising point of view. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to you on a, on a specific fundraising side. I, I think really it's, it's about us laying down the track record. Yes. I think it's, it's you know, it's interesting kind of in preparing for this, I've been having a look at kind of the changes that, that you know, that have been suggested by the LGBTQ plus community. Mm. And I'm like, these things are really simple. Yes. These things are just really, really, really straightforward. Yeah. But there has to be the will. There has to, you know, if I had a vision, I suppose, better than this brand, it would be that, that people from the LGBTQ plus community, you know, really trust mm -hmm. and really know that we're you know we're aware of the issues and that we're trained and that we you know it's gonna you know we've rolled out the red carpet yeah i think i think that's really where mm -hmm. i would love to get to as an organization it's mm -hmm. you know um but that takes a real sustained commitment mm -hmm. you know from the top down and i think you know we're in the right place to to be you know implementing that and putting that into place yeah um but yeah, it takes time to build up that awareness, I think. Yeah. And, you know, as I say, having prepared for this and, and, you, know, and you know, read a lot about the issues that, that people from, from, from that community face, I mean, you know, we have to earn that trust, I think, as an organisation. We do. That's exactly right. And it's not going to come overnight. It's mm -hmm. not going to be something, mm -hmm. you know, we can shout from the rooftops, we're here. Yeah. If you don't trust us, you don't like us, you don't mm -hmm. know us, you're not going to come mm -hmm. in. Exactly. It will be an uphill struggle, mm -hmm. but the end result would be so worth it. Mm -hmm. No matter how long it takes, a month, a year, you know, just getting our name out there, showing that we care about everyone. Mm -hmm. The end game is just going to be worth it for everybody. I think so. And it, so if I think of personally again, for me, if it comes to end of life, do I want to die in hospital? Do I want to die in my own bed? Do I want to die in hospice? And I have my, you know, certain preferences with that. But that comes with breaking down this stigma about what a hospice actually is, mm. which sort of leads me on to my next question, because historically, there's a bit of a Christian stigma attached mm -hmm. to hospices, mm -hmm. not just us, it's everywhere. It's a bit of a Christian thing. Um, and for us, members of the LGBTQ plus community, we are still not accepted in various religions. Um, and for me personally, I'm incredibly passionate about, you know, certain religions that might not accept us. There are reports, luckily not in this country, maybe some in this country, of, of far and wide across the world where people are stoned to death, they are hung, they are burned alive in this day and age for being who they were born to be. And that for me 
is a very serious issue that we can't overlook. So, for example, there's still a lot of people in this community and various religions. I must, it's not all religions, it's really not. How can we break down the stigma of hospice care being seen as quite a Christian or a religious thing and re-educate the LGBTQ plus community to let them know that this isn't what we are about. It maybe years ago might have been what it's about, but we're not about that. That's not who we are. What what can we do better around that, Julian? Yeah, I mean, I I I think certainly you know we're, we're thinking a lot about how we you know we I mean we have a chap a wonderful chaplaincy team here who are you know fantastically inclusive and yes. and you know and, and really wonderful. Um, but I mean I know we're having to think about. You know, how that's represented, how we put that forward, mm -hmm. you know, we put forward a spiritual care mm -hmm. and chaplaincy, I think, you know, is part of that. Yeah. Um, but I suppose it's just about making sure that the messaging is, is, is really clear, you know, mm -hmm. you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna come in while you're feeling vulnerable near the end of life and you know, everyone's really struggling and then someone's gonna be like, Have you accepted Jesus into your life? Yes. That's really not what we're about at all. It is you know, it's very much about that that much more kind of we want to be of service. Mm -hmm. We want to help. And it's interesting, you know, I, I'm a practicing Christian myself very much on the progressive end mm -hmm. of things. And, and it, you know, it's, you know, there is such a strong legacy. And I, you know, I'm really interested in that and, mm -hmm. and, and how, certainly, I don't want to pull us away too, too, too far. But, no, you know, no, this, but, this, but, but how, you know what, this yeah. is an important topic. So for me personally, yeah. and this is why I wanted to put this question as part of the mm. conversation. I'm a Christian. Oh. I was christened. Mm. I don't practice the religion. Mm -hmm. There's been times in my life where I have detested the religion. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe that's a misunderstanding as to how I've perceived it, mm -hmm. not just as a gay woman, but how mm -hmm. I perceive the religion in general. So for me, when someone says to me, if I go to a medical appointment mm -hmm. and it's religion, there it is, that question that everybody's mm -hmm. asked. I've now stopped saying that I'm Christian. Uh, now that might be that I need re-educating from someone who actually, like I say, is progressive, they, they've been in, you know, that they know a bit more, a lot more than I do around Christianity and what it means and what it represents. But I've still got a stigma attached to how religions in general, particularly Christian, might have perceived me or Sam mm. way back when. Mm. And that really gets me. Really, really, I'm really passionate mm -hmm. about it yeah. to the point where I'm now almost hiding something that I maybe should be proud of because my mum and dad wanted me christened. So that's why I wanted to discuss this here because you've got, I suppose, two things to it. You've got the breaking down the hospices potentially being quite a Christian thing because that's largely not the case anymore. But you've also got my personal views. I mean, Sam, what do you, are you religious? Uh, I'm, I'm not, no, but reiterating on what you said, um, I was christened, but I, I don't practice it, you know, because um, my, my nan, bless her, she was, she was very much a Christian, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, when I told her about me being gay, you know, she was like, oh, you might not be accepted by the church, you know. So that kind of put a doubt in my mind was, should I have told her, mm -hmm. you know. And then it's just when I meet people that do study Christianism, and it's just like, you know, all the Bible says that man would lay with woman mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. and. I don't mean to speak out of turn, but I feel like the Bible is a little bit outdated now mm -hmm. because of how much we've progressed mm. um, in so many years. Um, but yeah, sometimes I feel afraid to walk into a church because yeah. I just feel so uncomfortable because it's all about Christianism. And yeah, it, it, it does stop me from attending certain functions because I just don't 
feel and I feel like I'm out of place that I shouldn't be there because of who I am and again that stigma needs to kind of be in um how to put it it needs to be broken broken down and and to show that you know no matter who or what you are you know you're welcome everywhere wherever it is Mm. you know a church a temple no matter what you Mm. you should be allowed to visit that place without any judgment without any criticism if you're there for any reason you should just be allowed to go there as whoever you are Mm -hmm. and do the same as a straight person in the church Mm -hmm. you know and just be able to go and, and say a prayer if you want to say a prayer but you shouldn't have to walk in church and think am i accepted here mm. it should just be something that you know you already are accepted mm. so and i mean it's an important topic not just because obviously we want to feel comfortable mm. so when you're thinking of hospice care and we think mm. it's a little bit christian i don't want to go in there in case they have these outdated views mm. of what mm. i am and mm. who i am but also we must respect the views of you know for christian mm. faith mm. and there are people and that thing completely up to them that's their opinion I don't have to agree with that. They don't have to agree with it. We just have to find like a middle ground. But how can we, from your point of view, maybe re-educate that element or break down some of that stigma? Because the reality is most, from Christian faith, it's actually now a lot more accepting than it once was. It's not completely accepting. There are still people, and I'm not asking people to change their faith, but I'm asking them to respect the fact that we are different in the way that we might approach that Mm -hmm. and hospices are no longer this christian thing that maybe they once were so it's trying to balance isn't it keeping everyone happy which Mm -hmm. is normally something that no one can do but we want to re-educate in the right way so what should we be saying or maybe not saying about re-educating the community and i i I mean with 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 the christian thing it's it, it very much comes you know how do how do you interpret the bible how do you how do you approach the bible and that and that sort of thing because you know, the way I read the Bible is that there is the the, the, the core message of Christianity is radical inclusivity. Yes, absolute, and that's in there. Yes, and then there's all the stuff in in yeah in the, in the Hebrew scriptures where they yeah, yeah that as we've discussed that is you know very outdated. <laughs> um, so it's all there. It's questioning where you put your, your kind of emphasis. Yeah. So I mean, I I think you're bringing it back back to how we present things. I I think it's very much about you know. As, you know, going back to what I said before, it's about showing that it's there that we're there to serve. That that we that we don't come in with judgment. We don't come in with shaming. We don't come in with very fixed ideas of how the world should be versus how the world is. Yes. Um, so, but but equally, you know, being respectful of people's views, even if we don't share them. Yes. And, yeah. And, exactly. And, and that sort of thing. That's that's the thing. I think it's the respect element that we don't always see. Mm. You know, because you do get disrespected, and I think that needs to be dropped drastically and quickly mm-hmm. because you do get sidelined, mm-hmm. which is a shame. As I said, you you get made to feel like you're not included, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. it's sad and it does it does hurt. You know, because as, again, you're made to feel different and not part of something just because you're living your life as who you really are, so. Do you think you've become a bit thick-skinned, got used to that? I have. I, the, the abuse that I suffered after coming out was, 
enough to kind of make me wish I didn't, but I overcome that and I didn't accept myself until about five, six years ago. Really? And I really accepted myself and was like, you know, I'm proud of who I am. Mm. So yeah, my skin is thick. And if people throw judgment at me, you know, it's, it's nothing, you know, mm. it's their biased views mm. on things that they don't really understand. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's, it's their problem. It's not my problem. You know, if you don't like me, we'll turn around and walk away because I'm not changing for anybody. And that is a common theme with members of the LGBTQ plus community, which I suppose in part is my worry that it might go the other way. Almost we will retaliate and be angry. And it's not about that. I want to find a common ground where actually, like you say, at the heart of you know Christianity, at the Bible is around inclusivity. That's the, the perception. And actually our outdated views of what Christianity might be. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I, I, the thing is, I wouldn't call that outdated. I okay. think it, it, it really, there's a huge spread. And really? it depends where you go, which churches you go to, which country you're in. You know, so okay. in yeah. there's a, there are very much more kind of conservative elements. Yes. You know, they say, you know, the Bible is the unadulterated word of God. It cannot be challenged or mm. interpreted. Mm. Even. I personally don't think that's even possible. I think whenever you read something, you interpret it. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's just where I'm coming from. And so, you know, I mean, you know, what, what you were saying, Sam, is, you know, I, I'm, I'm not attempting to make any excuses for awful behaviour and the awful things that happened. They've happened and they've been incredibly damaging, incredibly damaging to people. And, but, you know, that at its you know, they're very complex reasons, which probably not the right place to talk about. That's, that's another podcast. That's another As to why we tend to grow, some people tend, tend to gravitate, and some groups tend to gravitate towards that. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, inclusivity is a challenge. It's yeah. a challenge. It is, it is easier for people, to, for us to sit in our narrow boxes. Mm -hmm. It is always a challenge and, and an extension of ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, but it's one that helps us grow personally as 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 institutions as well mm -hmm. to become better and we have to take that challenge rather yeah. than just just sit and go i mean there's so many balls that need still need to be knocked down mm. and it is a struggle but one day it's going to happen mm -hmm. and you know you can just walk in this world freely not having to explain who you are to mm -hmm. to small-minded people mm -hmm. you know so it's a work in progress isn't it, it is. <laughs> i mean it's been ongoing for a long time yeah. but look what we've achieved so far oh huge huge amounts you know again the end game is going to be it's it's going to be fantastic mm -hmm. when we reach it however long it takes but mm -hmm. well, i would like to be alive when we reach that end game but mm -hmm. It depends on well, the rest of the world, I guess. It does, um, and, and that's a really good point. So for me personally, my, my passion behind a lot of this and the, the why I do this is I want my children to grow up in a world where having two mums isn't looked as being different, isn't looked at being, oh, I've got two mums, and there's a stigma attached to that. I don't want that for my kids. No. I, I just don't want that, and that's the, you know my driving force and my driving passion, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that. I want to change the perception of a lot of this for um, my children to come in to a world where, if, you know, if I'm in the IPU and I'm at the end of my life, they can walk in and be happy and content and trust everybody that's around because they know who I am. They know it's my wife. They know they're my kids. And there's no sort of, oh, you've got two children, but you're gay. Like that, that thing there. And I'm just thinking like, and I don't mind explaining it, but just don't overthink it. We've got a long way to go. Yeah. But I think for us as Eleanor, one thing we've got that works in our favour is that we're Eleanor. A lot of hospices are St Michael's, St Christopher's, yeah, St yeah, Everything. And yeah, yeah. straight away you look at the name of that hospice and you think, wow, 
Yeah. That, that's a yeah. Christian establishment. That's what you would do. So for us, that worked in our favour. I know that we're looking at our um, our spiritual space, mm -hmm. our multi-faith space, and we're looking at changing some of the dialogue around that yeah. to make that more inclusive. Yeah. So you've got to start somewhere. And I feel that we're actually, by having these conversations, we're actually making a start and a yeah. lot of that work. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it is about helping members of the LGBTQ plus community feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm about coming through our doors and allowing them to help, but it's also about respecting people yeah. that do have religious views mm -hmm. and they're not wrong for having that. No. So it's finding that balance. And, 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 I, and I think that's, <coughs> as you were saying, Sam, I think yeah, that's why incremental change is so important because it, it, it for some people, it is a big leap. Inclusivity mm -hmm. is a, a radical change of yes. world for you. Um, and, you know, that doesn't come overnight, but that I think we have to keep, you know, keep pushing it incrementally 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 and then there's there's that gradual shift that's there? that's the thing we've kind of got to be in their face you know mm. to show that we're not going away no we've got rights as much as every straight man and woman that's true. Yeah. you know so just because we lay with the same sex mm. it doesn't make us any different from you Julie. no you know so again inclusive inclusivity <laughs> is is outrageously difficult I would say because you're you're not as again you're not always made to feel like you are inclusive to something mm. and that's one of the biggest barriers that we face mm. and you know that's why pride is is so important you know mm. to to just be able to have a day where you can walk among people in the same situation as you mm -hmm. And know that there is a day dedicated to you being able to celebrate I am who I am. Mm. You know, so yeah. but it shouldn't just have to be a dedicated day. We should be able to do it mm -hmm. every day without facing the judgment and the prejudice and you know, it's, it's the looks and you know, yeah. the little whispers behind yeah. your back. It's yeah. just it's sick. I'm it's, sick of it. We, yeah. we have come so far, but we've also got a long way to go. Yeah. And as as much as I'm like you, Sam, I'm so passionate. I'm like, I want to change the world. Yeah. You just can't. So let's let's start with what we can change. Yeah. Let's yeah. start with yeah. where we are, who we are, exactly. the conversations we can have yeah. as we move forward. But and if we things can like get this, like one person listening to this, yeah, that is unfortunately, you know, approaching it to life and thinking, you know. I want to go into Eleanor and they can come in and be like, I'm a gay man, I'm a lesbian, I want to die with you because you make me feel so comfortable. That is still a win because someone's able to come out and be themselves and be in a, a place that's comfortable and accepting and nurturing. And, you know, they're surrounded by nurses, doctors, everyone that's going to care about you until you take the last breath. Mm -hmm. So if we can just get one person a, a month, you know, mm -hmm. every six months, it's still a win for the LGBTQ community. So. And that's why we are doing things like this. We're, you know, marching in prides. We're having difficult conversations about topics that no one ever touches. Um, we're breaking down some of the stigmas, hopefully, attached to what a hospice is and what we want to do. This is hopefully the start of something that's going to build and continue. And this isn't. This is obviously our mini series on LGBTQ plus. We, you know, we want this to branch out. We want to have difficult conversations and really start to break down some of the the topics and the stigmas attached to things. So it's been really important to talk about this. Long may the prides continue, and long may never be at the prides because you know all that side. It was a fabulous party. It was. It was a good party. So it's important that we continue to get out in the community 
and have these conversations. So thank you so much, both for your time and for joining me and for being open about these conversations um, because it's really, really important. So that concludes our second part of our mini series for um, end of life care in LGBTQ plus communities. Thank you for joining me and we hope to chat to you again soon.